in the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. The sunsets where I am have been particularly spectacular in the last couple weeks. Like the heavens are putting on a show for all of us to see. The light changes constantly. It breaks into dark places and the next instant melds into the blues. And at the same time, the light creates a portal through pink layers that makes me feel like I can see past this world and straight into another reality. Our gospel today tells us straight up that Jesus actually saw those same heavens torn apart, saw the portal ripped open, exposing another reality for him alone to see. As if that weren't enough of a show, Jesus experienced the Spirit of God descending out of the portal, heading straight at him. Set aside the image of a sweet dove floating down from a sunny sky. This spirit is more of a pelican fishing far up in the sky and choosing Jesus to dive bomb. And then comes the next epiphany an actual voice speaking directly to Jesus. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. You are part of me and always have been. You are chosen and are deeply loved. I am over the moon about you. In this first of a kind manifesting moment, God opens the heavens and through Jesus bombards humanity. God floods us with God's presence so we human beings can know God's intentions for us and for the world in which we live. Theologian Karl Barth puts it this way, God does not will to remain hidden in the heights of heaven but descends to the depths of earthly life in order to be seen and heard by us finite creatures. My more simplistic observation has always been, God desired to be known. For those of us who were not there to see the effects of Jesus's baptism and his ministry that followed, our text clues us in. The event of Jesus' baptism is how we come to know the full identity and mission of Jesus, the Christ. There was a point in time when baptism was very much on my mind. I don't remember who brought it up, but the question of my son's baptism arose, prompting unending and exhausting theological reflection on my part. Why baptize? What does it actually accomplish? If it's for repentance of sins, why are babies and children like our dear son, as he is affectionately known, why is he in need of it? On and on and on. 
until one day in the Garth, there was a moment of clarity. Out of Reverend Canon Paul Lawson's mouth came, because it says so. The truth, straight up, clear and simple and real. Best answer ever. Why? Because baptism is not a matter of the head, but of the heart. It is always a faith response by someone who loves and cares about us, or by our own volition. It is a faith response to God's invitation to allow the portals of our hearts to be opened. It is a faith response to simply receive what the scripture says and trust that there is a process that will follow, that the spirit of God really is active and accessible. It is a faith response to intentionally put our hope, faith, and trust in Jesus. For it is through Jesus's words and actions that Christians encounter the living God. In the sacrament of baptism, we become participants with God in God's purposes, God's intention for us and for the whole world. We call down God's holy, creative spirit in a powerful way into the element of water. An internal light is lit. Our true identity as children of God is revealed in us. The portals of our hearts are flung wide open. We have the opportunity to begin a sacred journey into a truly new life, a new way of being and seeing, to become like Jesus, to develop the mind of Christ. It is up to us to claim our identity our full status as children of God. That is the really tricky part, the challenging part. Sometimes we may be gifted with a big epiphany moment, a conversion experience, where we really feel the spirit of God dive bombing into our hearts and into our lives. When we, like Jesus, know at a deep level who God is calling us to be or what God is asking us to do with our lives. Every now and again, we might get a little inkling that we are kind of precious to God. But more often than not, claiming our full spiritual identity as children of God is a lifelong process. It insists on trust, something not easy for us mere mortals. It involves a ceaseless surrendering to the work of that pesky Holy Spirit given to us at baptism. It requires of us a constant turning of the heart toward forgiveness, toward repentance, toward a Christ-like humility. It requires a beginner's mind, Bit by bit, surrender by surrender, 
we can and do learn to live by a very different reality from the culture and ideologies that surround us. The light is there. It has been lit. We have been empowered to live by the same reality that Jesus lived. The reality that sees value in the disenfranchised and hope in the middle of the darkest despair. The reality that God is infused, God permeates the created world and we hold the power to protect it. The reality that God is just as much over the moon about my neighbor as myself. The portal of our hearts has been flung wide open. God has already revealed God's self in us. God will continue to transform our hearts and our minds, but it is up to us to stay awake, to listen and to learn, to accept and trust, to surrender to the light, to be the light. How do we know? We know from our experience. And of course, we know because it says so. Amen.